Welcome to Zichud Avsim Ram Goldar, and today we're in Seches Psachim Dav Chav Zayin. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was stated in the Brice on Dav Chav Vav Amid Beis Bishlal Gabi Gachaim Divrei Kol Mutter. If one cooked bread over the coals of forbidden substances such as Kaya Kerem Straw, all agree that the bread is permitted to be eaten. Rav Yudah said an opinion named Shmuel, and Rav Yechia Barashi said a dissenting opinion in the name of Rav Yochanan. One said, The Brisa only referred to smoldering coals of a Gachalim Ochashos of Surim, but loaves baked over flickering coals are forbidden, according to Rebbe, who holds Shevach Eitzim Bepas. The improvement of the wood is contained in the bread. If the coals are still flickering, then the fuel is not considered completely burnt up and is still forbidden. The other one said, Even loaves baked over flickering coals are permitted, according to everyone. The Gemara challenged his second opinion and asked, in what case then would Rebbe forbid the bread and answered, Kashavuka Kanegdo, when the flame is opposite it during the baking. Rebbe views the heat as emanating from the yet intact wood and therefore rules that the improvement of the wood is contained in the bread. Point number two, Rav Chisra was asked, what the luck is according to the Rabban who permit bread that was baked with Kalayakerim or Atze Orla? In a case of Tanur Shesikab Atze Hektish, an oven that one fired up with Hektish wood, and then one baked bread in it. He ruled that the bread baked in it is forbidden. Rabbi asked, V'halom ma'al hamasik, has the one who fired up the oven with hektish not committed an act of me'ila? And if so, kolhekad the ma'al hamasik where the one who fires the oven has committed me'ila by misusing the hektish wood, the wood leaves its consecrated state and becomes chuan immediately. So why should the bread be forbidden if it was baked with chuan wood? Or Papa answered, In this case, we're dealing with wood that was consecrated for the purchase of a shlamim offering. Rashi explains that the consecrated wood is invested with the equivalent of shlamim kedusha. Or Papa explained that Rabbi was asked what the halacha was according to the view of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that shlamim are not subject to me'ila, even when misappropriated by shogeg, and do not become chulan. Point number three, in the Mishnah of Chafal of Amun Al, Rabbi Yehuda stated, Ein bir chametz el the disposal of chametz is not fulfilled except through burning. And a bright on this stuff, Rabbi Yudah attempts to prove his view by bringing a kavachomer from Nosar. If Nosar, which is not subject to the prohibitions of Balyira or Balyamatza, yet requires elimination through burning, then chametz, which is subject to those prohibitions, kavachomer, should require elimination through burning. The chametz encountered kod din shatadan chilasu lahachmir v'sof lahakel enodin. Any kavachomer that is initially advanced to apply a chumrah whose end result is a leniency, a kula, is not valid. According to this Kabbalah if one could not find wood to burn the chametz, there'd be a leniency that he doesn't have to do the mitzvah of Tashbisu. Therefore, it's not a correct Kabbalah Chomer. Review to concede it and continue to attempt other proofs for his position. So once again, the three points are number one. It was stated in the Brayson, If one cooked bread over the coals of forbidden substances, such as quiet carom straw, all agree that the bread is permitted to be eaten. Rav Yudah said an opinion named Shimon Rav Barashi said a dissenting opinion named Rav Yochanan. One said, el So the Brisa only referred to smoldering coals. But loaves baked over flickering coals are forbidden, according to Rebbe, who holds Shevach Eitzim Bepas. The improvement of the wood is contained in the bread. If the coals are still flickering, then the fuel is not considered completely burnt up, and it's still forbidden. The other one said, Even loaves baked over flickering coals are permitted according to everyone. So the Gemara challenged the second opinion and asked, So in what case then would Rebbe forbid the bread? And answered, When the flame is opposite it during the baking. 
Rebbe views the heat as emanating from the yet intact wood and therefore rules that the improvement of the wood is contained in the bread. Point number two, Rav Chisa was asked what the halach is according to the Rabban who permit bread that was baked with klaya kerem or atzei oral in a case of tanusha sikuba atzei hektish, an oven that one fired up with hektish wood and then one baked bread in it. He ruled that the bread baked in it is forbidden. Rav asked, Hello, mal hamasik? Has the one who fired up the oven with hektish not committed an act of me'ilah? And if so, where the one who fires the oven has committed me'ilah by misusing the hektish wood, the wood leaves its consecrated state and becomes chulun immediately. So why should the bread be forbidden if it was baked with chulun wood? Papa answered, In this case, we're dealing with wood that was consecrated for the purpose of a shlamim offering. Rashi explains that the consecrated wood is invested with the equivalent of Shlomim Kedusha. And Rapapa explained that Rav Chis was asked what the halacha was according to the view of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that Shlomim are not subject to Me'ilah, even when they're misappropriated, Bishogik and Ludah become Chulun. And pointing between the Mishnah and Davchav Alav, Amad Alav, Rav Yehuda stated, Ein Bir Chametz El Sreifa, the disposal of Chametz is not fulfilled except through burning. In a bright on this stuff, Rabbi Yehuda attempts to prove his view by bringing a couple Homer from Nosar. If Nosar, which is not subject to the prohibitions of Bal Yireh or Bal Yamatzeh, yet requires elimination through burning, then Chametz, which is subject to those prohibitions, Kabbal Homer should require elimination through burning. So the Chametz encountered Kod Din, Shatadan, Tchilasul Hachmir, the Sofal Hakel, Enodin. Any Kabbal Homer that is initially advanced to apply stringency, but whose end result is a leniency, is not valid. According to this Kabbal Homer, if one could not find wood to burn the Chametz, there would be a leniency that he just entered the midst of Tashbisu. Therefore, it's not a correct Kavu Chomer. Review to concede it and continue to attempt other proofs for his position. All right, so now we get our sim for Dav Chavzain. Our standard sim is a kazoo, which is the toy musical instrument that one blows into to create a buzzing sound, which kids play with a lot. So here goes. The agitated father who had enough of the buzzing sound tried to burn his son's kazoo on flickering coals from hectish wood consecrated to purchase shlami, because he followed the opinion of those that hold kazoos only stop working when they're burned in a fire. Once again, in slow motion. The agitated father who had enough of the buzzing sound tried to burn his son's kazoo. Kazoo? That must be one of Chavzayan. The agitated father who had enough of the buzzing sound tried to burn his son's kazoo on flickering coals, which reminds us of one cooked bread over the coals of forbidden substances, such as Klai Karim straw. All agreed that the bread is permitted to be eaten. There are two different opinions given, one in the name of Shmuel and one in the name of Rabbi Yochan. One said that Bryce only referred to smoldering coals, but loaves baked over flickering coals are forbidden according to Rabbi who holds Shvach Eitzim Bepas. The improvement of the wood is contained in the bread. If the coals are still flickering, then the fuel is not considered completely burnt up and it's still forbidden. The other one said even loaves baked over flickering coals are permitted according to everyone. According to this opinion, Rebbe would forbid the bread when the flame is opposite it during the baking, since the heat is still emanating from intact wood. So the agitated father who had enough of the buzzing sound tried to burn his son's kazoo on flickering coals from hectish wood consecrated to purchase shlami. Which reminds Rav Chiz was asked what the luck is according to the Rabban who permit bread that was baked with kaya kerm or atse orla in a case of an oven that one fired up with hectish wood and then one baked bread in it. He ruled that the bread baked in it is forbidden. Rapapa explained that the hectish wood does not become chuan through an act of me'ila because this was a case where the wood was consecrated for the purchase of shlamim, which is invested with the equivalent kedusha of a shlamim. And Rav Chizu was asked what the halacha was according to the view of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that shlamim are not subject to me'ila and do not become chuan.
So the agitated father who had enough of the buzzing sound tried to burn his son's kazoo on flickering coals from Hector's wood consecrated to British lumming, because he followed the opinion of those that hold kazoos only stop working when they're burned in a fire. Which reminds us that Rabbi Yehuda attempted to prove his view that Hamas must be burned in fire by bringing a kavachomer from Noser. If Noser, which is not subject to the prohibitions of Balyura or Balyamatzah, yet requires elimination through burning, then Hamas, which is subject to those prohibitions, kavachomer should require elimination through burning. The Chachamim countered called Din Shatadan Chilasu Lahachmir, the Sofa Lahakel Enodin, any kavachomer that is initially advanced to apply stringency, but whose end result is a leniency, is not valid. According to this Kavachomer, if one cannot find wood to burn the Chametz, there'd be a leniency that you just have to do the Mitzvah of Tashbisu. Therefore, it's not a correct Kavachomer. So once again, the agitated father who had enough of the buzzing sound tried to burn his son's kazoo on flickering coals from hectish wood consecrated to purchase Lamim, because he followed the opinion of those that hold kazoos only stop working when they're burned in a fire. All right, now it's time for a four-blot back Chazara. Daf Chaf Gimel, so the simple Daf Chaf Gimel is a keg. Before the keg, keg, that must be more than Daf. Chav Gimel. Before the keg full of truma was set aside for the Erev Tchumim, which reminds us that it's permitted for Zar to derive benefit from truma to make an Erev Tchumim, even though he's forbidden to eat truma, because the Torah states, Truma's Chem, your truma, which teaches that Israel may get Hana from truma. So before the keg full of truma was set aside for the Erev Tchumim, the trappers took out all the Shratim trapped inside in Somz and Nachrim. Which reminds us, the reason one can get hana from shvatim, as in the case of trappers who are permitted to sell impure creatures that have happened to be caught in their traps and nachrim, even though they're forbidden to be eaten, is that the Pasik says, Ochem, to you. Shalachem yehe, the terminology implies that they shall be yours to use. So before the keg full of truma was set aside for the Erev Tchumim, the trappers took out all the shvatim trapped inside and sold them to nachrim. They like to burn them in fire while chanting, Be'ish tisarev. Which reminds us that an additional source prohibiting one from deriving benefit from chametz or from a shoranisqal comes from the pasuk be'ish You shall burn them in fire in regard to an outer chattas whose blood was sprinkled wrongfully inside the kodesh, thereby invalidating the chattas and requiring that one burns it. Since this pasuk is not needed for itself, it's very no that means to be burned from another pasuk that says v'hinei sorev. Behold, it should be burned. The pasuk can be used to teach us that's forbidden to eat chametz on pesach and that's forbidden to eat of an animal that was stoned. And since we don't need a Pasuk to teach us that's forbidden to eat these foods, as we already know this from other Psukim, therefore the Pasuk comes and teaches us that's forbidden to even get a na from these foods. So the similar Chavdalad is a pitcher, a cud, a pitcher. The court's whips that were left draped over a special pitcher, pitcher, that must mean we're on Dav Chavdalad, cud. The court's whips that were left draped over a special pitcher when the guilty party transgressed Allah Shabbat which reminds Rapapa said to Abai that perhaps we'll say Achel in the Parsha of Chattas that improperly had his dumb sprinkled in the Kodesh comes to state Alosa say specifically for the Chattas itself. Because if the negative command was only learned through Rebelaz's rule, one would not receive Malkus because in Lokin Allah Shabbat one does not incur lashes for transgressing a generalized prohibition. Therefore, Lose Achel is not superfluous and cannot be the source of the prohibition against getting Hana from Chametz and Ashur Haniskal. So the court's whips that were left draped over a special pitcher when the guilty party transgressed Alav Shabbat were about to get a workout when Basin was told there was a man eating ants, which reminds us, Ravashi rejected Ravina's suggestion that the words Loya Achel said in reference to Tamei Kadshim is coming to add an additional Losase that prohibits eating Tamei Kadshim, similar to by teaching that one can be chayv five sets of malkas for eating an ant, because Koheket the Ekel Midrash Darshinim, wherever it's possible to expound a new alracha from a Pasuk, we expound it, and we do not assign the Pasuk for an additional prohibition.
So the court's whips that were left draped over a special pitcher when the guilty party transgressed Alav Shmachalos were about to get a workout when Basin was told there was a man eating ants together with a cooked piece of chela. Which reminds us, Rabbi Abba said in the name Rabbi Yochanan, all items prohibited for consumption that are mentioned in the Torah, one does not incur malchus on their account unless he eats them in their normal manner of consumption, which would exclude eating non-cooked chelev, since that's not the normal way to eat it. Some say derech hanasan. Yet everyone agrees in the case of Kwaya Kerem that one would be chayv even if one ate it in an unusual manner, since the Pasuk doesn't use the word achila, but uses tikdash. So the Simra Chavhe is a silver anniversary. The husband's dream silver anniversary party. Silver anniversary party? That must be more Daf Chavhe. The husband's dream silver anniversary party, where he intended to declare he loved his wife with all his soul and possessions, which reminds us that Rabbi Yezer teaches the reason why the Torah states that one's love for Kush Baruch should be is to cover people who love their life more than their possessions, as well as people who love their possessions more than their life. So the husband's dream silver anniversary party, where he intended to declare he loved his wife with all his soul and possessions, and that her blood was redder than his, which reminds us that the lacha that one should give up his life rather than commit murder is based on Sephora, is based on the... Which, remain, which reminds us that the halacha that one should give up his life rather than commit murder is based on the svar of Maichazis, the Damadidach, Sumachtvei, who says your blood is rather than someone else's. Since there's no way to know whose life is more precious to Kosh it's forbidden to take one life to save another. So the husband's dream silver anniversary party, where he intended to declare he loved his wife with all his soul and possessions, and that her blood was redder than his, was shattered when he realized that the only way to get there was by passing the base of Odazora famous for its sweet-smelling incense, which reminds us of the Malchokas about Hanah, Habawa, Adam, Balkorcha, a case of forbidden benefit that comes to a person independently of his will. Abai and Ravid disagree only in a case of the Esher Vulamachavin, where it's feasible to avoid walking there, and though he doesn't where it's feasible to avoid walking there, and though he does indeed go there, he doesn't intend to enjoy the benefit. According to Rabbi Yeshua, who holds Davrashin Muskavan Aser, something that one does not intend is forbidden, all agree it's Aser. They disagree with respect to Rabbi Shimon, who holds Davrashin Muskavan Mutter, something that one does not intend is permitted. Abai says Rabbi Shimon would permit this case as well, whereas Rava holds that Rabbi Shimon only permits it in cases where it's not feasible to avoid the activity altogether. He would not permit it in this case, since taking an alternative route is feasible. So the symbol of Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. The troops, the troops, that must be more on Dav Chavav, military coup. The troops hiding the shade of the Heichal wall, which reminds us that from the fact that Rabbi Yochum and Zaka would sit in the shade of the Heichal and teach Torah to the masses is not a proof that Rabbi Yudah holds that in the case of Dolav Shebechamachavim, that what is unavoidable but one intends to enjoy is permitted, as Rav explained, the benefiting the shadow cast by the Heichel is different, the Lesocho Asui, because the Heichel is made primarily as protection for what's inside of it. Therefore, the shade it provides to what is outside of it is deemed an unusual form of benefit, and therefore it's permitted. So the troops hiding the shade of the Heichel wall were enjoying the base of Mikdash sounds, appearance, and aromas, which reminds us that Rapapa explained that what Bar Kampara meant when he said the sound, appearance, and aroma are not subject to Mila was... The sound of musical instruments and the appearance of the Heichel are not subject to Me'ila because they have no substance. And the Reach from the Ketoris after its calm of smoke rises is not subject to Me'ila. Since its required procedure has been done. And Rashi explains that Me'ila only applies to Kachi Hashem, the Holies of Hashem. And once the mitzvah has been done and the smoke rises, the aroma is no longer considered Kachi Hashem. So the troops hiding the shade of the Heichel wall 
were enjoying the base of Mikdash sounds, appearance, and aromas, while blowing up new ovens in the distance that were fired up with oral appeals. Which reminds us, the Gemara resolved the contradiction between two prices, where one said a new oven that was fired up with oral appeals needs to be smashed, and the second price stated that it just required cooling down before the next use. The first price was going according to Rabbi Eliezer, who holds Zev Zegorim Aser. The joint project of forbidden and permitted causes is forbidden. The forbidden cause is the initial forbidden oral appeals contained in the oven, and the permitted cause is the subsequent permitted wood. The second price reflects the opinion of the Rabbanon who hold Zev Zegorim Mutter. The joint product of forbidden and permitted causes is permitted. All right, now it's time to conclude with a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which type of Malkos were because in the Rabbanon whether a new oven fired up with a forbidden substance needs to be destroyed or not? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good. Number two. Which type of when Rabbi Yudas Kavachomer from Nosa to prove one must burn Chametz wasn't valid because it resulted in a leniency? That's on Duff. Chavzayin. Good. Number three. Which type of when why the Pasuk in Kriyashma states both That's on Duff. Chavhei. Good. Number four. Which of the one that the walls of the Hechel are made to protect what's inside and therefore it's mutter to benefit from their shade since it's an unusual form of benefit? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good. Number five. Which of the one that wood that is consecrated for Shlomi does not become chuan when one is mal, according to Yehuda, who holds Migla does not apply to Shlomi? That's on Duff. Chavzayin. Good. Number six. Which of the Malkokos if Tziruf is a deraiser or the Rabban? That's on Duff. Your task. Good number seven. Wish something one why the Mishnah needed to state Behemus, Chayas, and Ophos. That's on Duff. Chafav. Good number eight. Wish something one that the Reach from the instance after its column of smoke rises is not subject to Me'ila, Hoyovan, Nasim, Mitzvaso, since its required procedure has been done. That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number nine. Wish something one call Eastern Shabbatoy in Lokinolahan El Derchachilasan, and therefore one would not be high for eating raw Chalav. That's on Duff. Chavdal. Good. And number 10, wish that the one that a Yisrael can get Hana from Truma, since the Pasuk says Truma's Chem. That's on Duff. Chav Kimmel. Excellent. All right, that concludes our pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.